minutes. In a First Amendment way. My fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is freedom, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principles and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government, and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of We the People Radio. I'm your host, James, and joining me as always is Anthony. And welcome back, Nicholas. He's been gone for a couple weeks. What's up, boys? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? What's going on, dude? Uh, so today we got a really, really, really fun episode. I'm excited to uh, have this guest on because uh, men are being attacked from all angles. Masculinity is being attacked all over the place. And... Uh, this is something that we talk about all the time on this show, and this is someone who's who's been very active speaking about this topic. So I'm really excited to have him on. But before we introduce him, shout out to our sponsors, Kush Creams, number one topical in the game, 21-time Cannabis Cup Award winning. This stuff is absolutely amazing. Uh, the P- Permafrost Pain Cream I use every single day. Uh, it saves my life, especially now that I'm back at the gym. It's, it's a lifesaver. And uh, as you can see, I'm super white and pale. Um, I get sunburnt living in Las Vegas really easily. Uh, so the natural sensi is my go-to. I don't peel, I don't get blisters. It's, it's, it's the best. And I don't feel lotions, lotiony. That's my favorite part about it. Go to kushcreams.com code WPRUSA for 50% off. Also our forever sponsor, Sirius CBD, go to Sirius, Sirius-CBD.com while supplies last, put in code WPRUSA for the number one CBD on the planet. Me and Marley dog take that stuff every day. Uh, Mick, AKA Dick punch. Uh, he was able to get off of all of his medication after leaving the military, uh, and strictly just take CBD. This stuff, it really works. It's amazing. Um, go to series-cbd.com code WPR USA for, I don't even know what the discount is anymore. Um, if there's any left, um, and also can't forget Mikey pillows, join my pillow.com or join my, join Mikey pillow gangs. 
Yeah. Screwing up my own, my own ad. Screwing up my own ad. And my, and my store.com too works. I'm, I'm a hot mess. Yeah. We already know. Uh, store, get your coffee, chancletas. Yeah, the chancletas. Mm-hmm. Hits, the slippers, the keys, the sheets, whatever you want. Go to mypillow.com slash WPRUSA or mystore.com slash WPRUSA for tons of accounts. Now that we paid the bills <laughs> and got that out of the way. And once again, asking for your financial support. Welcome to the show. The man behind the Instagram account, Entering Manhood. Thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good evening. Very good. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Really excited to have you on uh, and talk about this. So before we get into the attack on masculinity and what it takes to be a man in today's 2020, uh, tw- in 2020, in 2022, in the world for- full of betas, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where they can find you, your your newsletter. You got a great newsletter. Um, tell everybody where, where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. So we have a, a blog enteringmanhood.com um probably one new article every single day some of them are rants on what's happening in the world others are more instructional how-to type stuff but really all about the journey that we all take as men in this world um facebook we're there entering manhood you can find it got a quarter million followers on on that platform we're on twitter but not as active and then the newsletter comes out every wednesday so if you want to subscribe to that we have a link at Instagram and our link tree, you could sign up there. So, you know, we're starting to push out some interesting content in the newsletter that's exclusive to that newsletter alone. So, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to plug it. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, I, newsletter is awesome. I subscribed myself. I, I, I get it. Um, and you gave us a little shout out last week. It was pretty cool, even though uh, you, you tagged the wrong website because these fast, these old old folks have a We the People radio. I didn't even know about. Did you get did you? <laughs> Know about this, Anthony? Um, yeah, that was the one that your um, your buddy was trying to get to. Oh yeah, like oh. cease and desist, right? <laughs> but I thought they were something else. Like we, we I don't, I, I thought they had something else in the name. It was like a couple of old folks. It was fucking wild. But no, it's a great. Name. It's a great. It's a great. We should have them on the show. It's a great newsletter, and uh, you do amazing work, and it's much needed today in 2022 when. Us men are getting attacked from all angles uh, by the establishment, by these crazy leftist feminists, uh, by every agenda that they're pushing. They're trying to emasculate men any way they possibly can uh, with our food, with uh, the transgender agenda, with our schooling and indoctrinations centers. Uh, There's a lot going on. And uh, when you're walking around being an alpha male in a world full of betas, you stand out big time. You stand out. You're a threat to them yes. you know it's all about revenge of the nerds at the end of the day that's what it seems like right people who normally wouldn't have a lot of power um like the fact that all of a sudden they can complain and say they're offended and you know they have a means to out outpower you in a lot of ways and i think you know if you look back in the media there's so many examples between television movies and and all the rest but you look back to january 2019 gillette released that woke advertisement yeah and they lost all yeah, their toxic masculinity that was like that's when it really became front and center to me that you know the traditional masculinity that we grew up with is not just on it's really under attack and there's a scene in that ad where there's two guys standing on the street and a good-looking woman walks by them and one of the guys proceeds to want to go follow her and his friend 
puts his hand in front of his chest and like holds him back. Like, nah, bro, you can't do that. And I'm just laughing to myself as I watch it because not only is, you know, pick up in person pretty much dead because of the apps, but now you're not even allowed to be attracted and, and act on it. There's nothing wrong with oh, talking to somebody. He's not, gra- <laughs> he's not groping her, you know. But I think since that became so front and center for me, you know, I took it upon myself to say, hey, like we need to teach guys, young guys in particular, that there's nothing wrong with being a man. And if you're a straight man, there's nothing wrong with that either. And if you feel a certain way towards an attractive woman, that's natural, right? If, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't continue as a species. That's, that's rooted in all of us. Through bio- biology, like we give off pheromones that are meant to make each other attracted to each other. Like it's part of biology, like it's part of our makeup. And it's it's so it's so wild to me. And it's gotten to a point like my girlfriend was making fun of me the other day because I go to the gym and I was working out. And this this very pretty girl walks up to me and she starts asking for advice. And I was just as quickly as possible trying to end the conversation, because now in 2020, you have a conversation with a girl in the gym you get kicked out of the gym and you can't go there anymore and she's like why didn't you why didn't you talk to her <laughs> i was like i'm not trying to get kicked out of the, out why of the why are you getting kicked out for having a conversation because that's how girls are the movement they go oh this guy's hitting on me and you get kicked out of the gym you're just to you? still, uh, proven innocent right that's kind of yeah. how it is today 100%. believe all women right doesn't matter what you really did or said you know, everyone brags on Mike Pence and, and, you know, not to talk politics. I know you guys get into that quite a bit. But on this we topic, uh, he was I wasn't like a huge fan of Mike Pence. But you know what? He was 100 percent right about not uh, dining alone or meeting alone with women. I, because all it takes is one false accusation to take you down. Right. He's 100 percent right about that. You, you can't risk it. Yep. Look at how many athletes have gone through it. Look at how many athletes who have all this money who could probably bag any girl that they want. Because they they're they're who they are, they're getting rape charges and and these sexual harassment charges. Now, not to say that they're all innocent, but majority of those cases, like look at look look at guys in college. There's a guy in Baylor who his entire NFL career was taken away from him because of false false accusation. And he went to jail. Yep, it happens every day. Um, you have hysteria in the media. You have yeah. hashtags trending that you should believe all women. Um, that's just crazy. This country wasn't founded on those principles. What's that? Nowadays, it's only certain women. Like as long as it's not someone who's coming after Joe Biden, like what's her name? Uh, (laughs) Because wouldn't, wouldn't a big part of owning your masculinity be not being afraid of these types of attacks and these types of accusations? You have to self-preservation is number one, right? No, no matter what, you've got to put yourself in the best position to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking ahead and mitigating that risk is probably the, the best way to kind of control things. Mm-hmm. But there are situations where men are vulnerable. If you work in a big corporation or you have a public-facing name, uh, they have something they could take from you. Right? It happened to me. I had a C-level job in ad tech. And someone I was actually pretty friendly with for about a decade, female, uh, made a bunch of false accusations about me, and they didn't even ask me how, to how defend you, myself. They how do you react to that? I'm infuriated, you know. But when the person won't re- return your calls or text you back, and you know, there's not much you can do. So you know, this is the way it is. And mm-hmm. did you go out public? It means that 
at the end of the day, I'm my own. I'm working for myself. I'm not. I'm putting my fate in someone else's hands. And I'm going to choose who I do business with, right? And that's the other. That's the other uh, point. Is that not only you know do I work for myself, and I encourage all men to to do that and have a second or third stream of income, uh, but choose who you do business with. Be very selective, because getting involved with the wrong people. Again, you know, talking about owning your masculinity, owning that situation, extreme ownership, picking who you do business with can make or break you. Right? Sometimes it, it might mean sacrificing money, leaving money on the table. But in today's world, uh, freedom is defined a bit differently than it was 50 years ago. Even so, 10 years. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. As infuriating as it may be, uh, we have to face the facts and the situation that we're currently in. And it doesn't change until big corporations stop listening to this nonsense oh without right. a doubt they're they're pushing on us but they, they go ahead the the pandering is incredible i mean i i still work in advertising um i have my own consulting business and i have lots of friends on both the buying and selling side of media and the pandering that occurs sometimes multiple times per day company-wide emails and meetings about nonsense it's not only laughable, it's just, it's a waste of everyone's time and energy. But does anyone respond back to those emails and, and call them out for bullshit? They'll be fired. They'll be fired. So no, because they value the job. And these are well-paying jobs, you know, $150,000 base salaries, great benefits, bonuses, perks, tickets, concerts, sports events, you name it. So most people uh, don't want to put themselves in the line of fire. So of course, well, they're just going to... Yeah, they're going to continue, and that's the problem, though. At the end of the day, I, that's the I problem. used to work. I used to work for a company in sales uh, when I was in New Jersey called Power Home Remodeling, and it was like a giant boys' club. It was like a giant frat uh, when I was there, and then they brought on the first female sales rep, which she was awesome. Her name was she was I don't want to say her name, but she was she was actually awesome. She was a really cool person. We had a lot of fun with her, um, but uh, at that point the culture in the, the office started to shift and now I'm so glad I'm no longer there. And my buddy who is high up in the company is no longer there either. He sent me a, a, a video. They're bringing on full on drag shows into the office. And I was like, yo, who do we know that's still there? And he's like, you'd be surprised who's still there. I was like, if that happened, if I was still there, I would get up and walk out immediately. Cause imagine they brought strippers in. Imagine they the company brought strippers in that the backlash that people would have the, the outrage. But now they're bringing in these trans because they're pushing this agenda. They're trying to emasculate men. And what does that got to do with fucking with siding and windows? Nothing. Nothing. It was it, it was it was supposed to be like because the that office it's all about culture and 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 things like that. So they they do a lot of really fun, cool stuff together. Uh, hmm. Like we, a lot of trips. But well, that was when I was there. Now it's now they're doing things like this. I would have got up and left. And the fact that nobody stood up and said anything like these these drag queens were giving the guys lap dances. Oh, my God. That's would, a that's a big change. They're not real, they're really not real guys then. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I would have flipped out. I would have flipped yeah. out. I would have even stayed in there. I would have got up and left. I would be like, no, nah, I'm not. No, this is the, I, I wouldn't quit. This is, so I, you're I saying this wasn't a Stratton Oakmont party. This is the exact opposite. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Unbelievable. Stratton. I wish we could go back. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> Get me the Quaaludes. Here's, here's a movement brewing for a lot of that. You're starting to see it a little bit in mainstream media. 
Top Gun, if that's any indication of what people actually <laughs> yeah. want, you know, it's yeah, one over a billion dollars worldwide. Reacher on on Amazon, awesome show. Like, Do you know who Tom Likas is? If you're media, ever hear of Tom Likas? The name does sound familiar, but I don't know who Tom, that is. He was he's a radio show host out of the West Coast, California area. Blow me up, Tom. I think was his uh his 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 URL, blowmeuptom.com. He was a huge a supporter of men's rights when it came to divorces. He would have a whole law team that he would send out to help men fight for the rights of their children. He would call out women on his show and be like, the reason why your husband cheated on you is because you're fucking fat and you stop fucking him. Like he was brutal, brutal. But he was he was literally honest and he would tell guys like it is too. He goes, you're acting like a bitch. That's why your wife cheated on you. You weren't a man. Well, she went to look for any indication of what our society, you know, has been dealing with the last 10 years. Most people can't handle the truth, right? You saw it with Trump. Like he said things that you can't handle the truth. 90 <laughs> percent of people would agree that logically what he said was actually true, but they didn't like the way he said it. 100 percent. Right? Facts are the facts and people don't want to face reality. We, we live in a world where, you know, everyone is distracted with with different vices whatever they're hooked on, whatever their, their vice is. It could be alcohol, drugs, gambling, binge-watching television. You know, they're looking down at their phone all day. Um, that means you're not really actually interacting in the real world. Like, you're all looking for an escape. And, mm-hmm. and why is that, right? And there's a whole bunch of theories out there. But I, I really feel there's a groundswell, you know, happening in this, you know, masculine uh, portion of the world. You look at people like... Patrick Bet David, you look at Joe I've, Rogan, Jordan yep. Peterson, you know, these guys are very prominent. They're almost uncancelable. They've made their own money. They're outspoken. They have massive followings. And I think a lot of them are going to enter the political arena sooner rather than later. Jocko Willink is another one. He's my favorite of all of them. You know, I'd love to see people like that enter the political arena. But once they have that type of power, all of a sudden things are going to change. They have none of them really jumped in yet. Trump was the first one. Well, you can look at Arnold, although he's done a complete 180 over the last oh, five he's years. A, he's a cuck. He used to be he's like us. You know? he, he used to keep it real. He used to say things that people didn't like. Uh, but you're seeing more and more of it thanks to social media. These guys are getting shadow banned here and there. We know that. But you know what? If anything, that gives them more popularity, more street cred in a lot of ways. So they're not going away is my point. No. No, and, and, and the thing is, the game that they play, the reason why that, that things change when they get into the political world is because blackmail is a huge, huge problem uh, that they that they have in the global elite in politics. This is what Epstein was. This is what Playboy Mansion was. It was all honeypot operations. And when you have access to every text and web search of, of, of every single person because of technology – uh, it's pretty easy to blackmail somebody now uh, in 2022 for these global elites. Um, and this is why Donnie was able to jump in the political sphere because he was never at Epstein Island. He was never blackmailed. He knew his only vice was women and he didn't do drugs. He didn't he didn't party. He just liked women. And what man doesn't? I mean, let's be yeah. real. I, I always own money. Right. That's the other thing. Lots of it. Yeah. yeah well, that's the thing. And, and I, I talk I talk to people about like. I love these crazy leftists. Well, he's a, he's a chauvinist pig and he grabs women by their pussies. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's take a step back here and let's put this into perspective because context is very important. We know for a fact, 100% fact that these athletes who are 
you know, hundred millionaires. They're not billionaires, but they're 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 very wealthy and they're athletes. Women, tens, gorgeous, gorgeous women, wait downstairs in the lobbies for these athletes to come downstairs, hoping that they can they can go up to their their room and get get knocked up and somehow get a baby. Like look at Brittany what Brittany Reiner or whatever her name is. She wrote a whole book and made a career of getting knocked up by athletes, and. And, and we know this is a real thing. Now, Donald Trump is a billionaire. Women are throwing themselves at him 24-7. If it happens with athletes, we know it happens with people like Donald Trump because not only is he a billionaire, he's in the, the public eye and he's famous. And that's how women are. We know this to be fact. Not all women, obviously. There's still some great women out there. But the reality is there's a lot of women out there that will do anything for money for, for an opportunity like that and fame. Exactly. And, and we know that they do this. So in context, women are throwing themselves at Don Donnie. What do you think he's going to do? Of course, they just let him do it. They're like, here, here's my fucking pussy. Grab it. Sure. You want to grab my sweets? They're happy about it. Like this is, this is what he's talking about, especially in a private conversation. Like we're a bunch of bros. We've all had conversations with our friends. We have them live on air, boys. We talk about yeah. it live on air. You know and, and, and the true women are ones who understand that because they had their dirty conversations too with their girlfriends. Uh, their they're bachelor parties. Yeah, they're worse they're than probably us. probably worse. You're right. I, I, I own two hair salons. I know how filthy they are. Yeah, now I hear these conversations in the back and it's 100% confirmed. Yeah. Like, it's like a locker room, no doubt. But but it's oh, it's no it's, a, it's a small minority of people, and unfortunately, the media holds the blowhorn and highlights these these things to push that agenda. Because again, they don't want alpha men walking around. They don't want people who are going to stand up for themselves. They're not. They don't want people who are going to say what they believe, and they want people who are just going to say, ah, you know what? I don't want to ruffle feathers. I don't I want. In, in twenty twenty two, it's it's pretty easy to be an alpha, or it seems like. From my observation, it's pretty easy to be considered a masculine man because you really only have to put in a minor amount of effort to be compared to the other males that are out there, and then you're going to be head and shoulders above them. Well, bro, you hold just got to show up. I mean, that's really what you're saying, right? <laughs> 100 pretty much. Yeah, but 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 there's science to back this up, though. You're 100 percent right, Andy. There's science to back this up because men in the 1950s, 1960s had a lot more testosterone. They were way more manly than the men today. Did, did you hear about that? Um, they did a test on handshake pressure, and it was the average pound per square inch of a handshake of a man. I think it was in the 1980s, whatever it was. Say it was like 114 versus a woman, and it was so like 80, 82. I, I, I don't know what the exact numbers were. And then fast forward to 2020, and it was basically reversed, whereas the man's average pressure went down to what the woman's was 40 years earlier, and the woman's was at the man's pressure. So not only are they feminizing uh, men, but they're severely masculinizing women. They're, yes, and, and they're not just – not just that, there our sperm counts are lower, our testosterone is at all time lows. Why do you think that is? That's from our food supply, I think. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I think so too. I think so too. It's a combination of things. It's definitely like what I, I like definitely watching the carnivore diet. Like what's his name? Ant uh M Yeah. Like his whole fucking his all his content's amazing. And if you think about the what we eat, what we think's healthy for us, the diets we've been told that were great for men. Or great for people, just completely diminishes your hormones 
and your ecosystem in your body. Junk food, uh, we're yeah. a sedentary society. We're also that we're being told not to do certain things, right? Like we're kind of, a lot of us are raised on like Disney movies. What does that say about you? Like the nice guy always wins and always be upfront with all your emotions. It's actually the opposite of what you're supposed to do in a lot of ways. So it's, it's societal pressures, media influences, definitely the food, lack of exercise. Mm-hmm. Oh, sto- stoicism is dead. Like, like you don't see many stoic men anymore. Like, oh, that there's, was, there's one like, thing we haven't mentioned, though. And the more people I talk to in this space, the more apparent it is to me is that fatherless homes are the number one reason why we are where we are as a society today larry elder used to talk about it and rant about it and i didn't know what he meant until i started doing the research and if you look at the statistics it's it's mind-blowing and it's obviously mostly father it's mostly fatherless homes but single parent well, homes is also I, I, pretty prevalent yeah. we're, we're the the always yeah I mean, I, what James, I was you have, is, your father was around anthony your father my father always worked he was always around he yeah, hunted right he went out. He hunted. He fucking yelled. He fucking got pissed off. You couldn't yeah, do shit wrong. I was scared of my dad when I was a kid. Like I was yeah. terrified of him. I and still I am. Got... Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real, for real, for real. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, like you need that discipline. Go ahead. Sorry. When my dad's in my car, I'm 43. I put on a radio station he likes. <laughs> out of respect, though, for my father. Yep. Well, that's, oh, that's your father's house. Oh, is an absolute yeah. legend as well. Yeah. I'll never forget and my that. sister, my, she, they would bitch about my dad, but he, he's the fucking man. It's his house. What the fuck? You can't argue with him. This Nick's, is his fucking house. He paid the bills. Nick's father, he was, this was probably, you know, eight, nine years ago, a while ago. So Nick's father was probably in his 70s. And uh, he's talking to some girl at the bar that we worked at. And <laughs> the girl goes, oh, I love your beard. And Nick's father doesn't skip a beat right off the bat. He goes, oh, that's my flavor. <laughs> Plus your old man. I was like, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. You're a legend. You're an absolute legend. And uh, that's how Nick is, though. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It's fucking amazing. But no, you're absolutely – bro, I can't I – can't. I, I didn't think about that. That's a good no, – He's 100% that's a, right. He's 100% I've got, the, I've got the stats on it, too, and it's it's mind-blowing. Um, what are the stats? Do you have them on hand? Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a lot of them. So, so let's, let's break them down. Let's talk about them. Days and days. But, you know, us compared to the world is just staggering as well. Uh, over 18 and a half million children in the U.S. live with a single mother or father. So that's just one parent. Uh, one, 23% of children in the U.S. under age 18 live with one parent and no other adult, meaning there's no aunts, uncles, grandparents in, in, the, in the home. Uh, half of all children in the U.S. live with a single parent as of 2020. Wow. Which is yeah. a lot of men. A lot of men give up on their relationship. Like you got married for a reason, you have to stick it out to your kids are growing up. Mm-hmm. At the well, like that's give a hookup culture is yeah. part of it too because yeah. now you're having so many options all over the place and temptation is everywhere. You go on Instagram, you go on social media, anywhere it's girls shaking their asses here, tits over there. It's like cheat, 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 lust, lust, oh, lust. And porn is so readily available, and you have all these these things that that affect us. Like people don't realize that there's a mental effect from watching porn, and it affects men very, very, yeah. very very badly um yeah but, you're, you're prioritizing the wrong things that's that's exactly it yeah. 
Yep. And, and, but, but I want to get back to your, your point about, about fatherless uh, homes. I think that's something that's really important and it was incentivized by our government. Like there's a reason why uh, people are having all these kids with different baby daddies and having all of these, these children out of wedlock because it's incentivized. The government will pay you money if you go and do this. So the, so these women, they learn, they're like, okay, let me get knocked up by this person. I have seven kids with five different guys. Just think about the song wet ass pussy is on YouTube watched by millions Mm -hmm. of hundreds of millions of people, but our show got canceled. Yeah. It's glorified. It's glorified. Are you guys familiar with um, Adam, Adam B. Coleman? He's an author for the New York post. No, he's he's check him out. He's, He's fantastic. So he wrote a book called black victim, black victor. He actually comes from a fatherless home, and he talks about how, you know, the the themes in a lot of the communities are that you know you have no chance to turn it around if you're coming from that environment. He's the he's proving them wrong. He's saying not only can you turn it around, you can be successful, right? But you have to make the choice to do that. But the, the point he made that stuck out was that the single mom is being glorified. She's a strong, independent woman. I mean, that theme is pretty prevalent in all forms of media. They're actually like not just incentivizing it financially with you know the government giving all kinds of money to these folks, but it's actually like a, almost a heroic status to have. Look at in reality, it's completely detrimental to everyone in that home and future generations too, because most people end up believing all these things that, that aren't necessarily true. And the, the biggest being that they have a ceiling, which in reality, they don't. You can take that upbringing two ways. You can say, you know what? Woe is me. Life sucks. And yeah, I, I can never make it. Or you could say, I never want to be like that. And I want to be the opposite of that. I think the greatest privilege you can have is coming from a good home with present parents that actually care. It's not about money. I didn't come from money at all, but my parents were always present and they set discipline in the home and my brother and I turned out all right. You know, we ended up you know, financially doing better and going through school and everything else. Uh, but people think just because you have money that you're set. That's actually not true. And sometimes it's the opposite because you're not forced to work as hard. So there's a lot of these false themes you know, being played out for people that come from single parent homes, especially fatherless homes, that they can't do it. Right. Like you're at a disadvantage forever. We should treat you differently. Treat me differently. Give me charity. And that's what's creating a lot of this stuff on top of the food and the media. It's these themes that people are they are shaping their mind to believe that they're a loser and they can't do better. There's also a theme of masculine men and alpha males are being stupid, right? It's like that meathead or, right? And if you think of this, because James, you brought this up with stoicism. All the stoics of of the past were hunters, warriors. They fucking, uh, uh, Marcus Aurelius, he fucking led wars. It's just all those guys did shit. They were fucking savages, some of them, and they did a lot of things. They were like the the nerds of their time, per se. Like they had a lot of thought, and they put a lot of time into thinking about life. And but they they, they were topics. men. Like they they were, they were they fucking were men. men. They were war, like you said, warriors, yeah. and they put everything on the line for the, for their family and and for what they believed in. Um, which which ninety percent of men today won't won't even stand up for what they believe in. Like, look at all the men that went out there. Like, you know what? I know these masks don't work, but I'm gonna wear it because I don't I don't want to ruffle any feathers. That is like the, the the most unmanly thing you could do. Stand for what you believe in. 
Like no one stands for what they believe in anymore. No one fights for what they believe in anymore. There are there are people that do that, but the majority of men, you would think, would draw a line in the sand and say enough is enough. I, I think it's because how many they're comfortable. Huh? They're very comfortable, and that's the problem. Like if you're well fed and you're happy and you know you're watching your porn or whatever you're gonna do that makes you happy, like you don't really have any motivation to go out and do anything else. True. Right. So oh, why would I fight when I don't have to fight? I'm, I'm fed and I'm happy every day. I don't have to actually do anything. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. It takes a lot of balls to actually step out of your comfort zone. That's how you evolve, though. Oh, yeah. How, but Anthony how, said it before, like how many people actually, you know, how do you, how, first of all, to stand up being a, an alpha, how do you do that? Today? You don't have to do much. Oh, you don't have to do much show up. Yep. You just have to show up. That's all you have to do. But bro, what would you say are the, do you have like tenets or pillars of masculinity for 2022? Like certain areas where you feel like men need to be competent? Oh, there's a whole bunch, but I think it all starts with waking up every day with a mission. Like if you don't have that mission that gets you up in the morning, keeps you focused, keeps you disciplined, you're going to be lost and you're going to get sucked into these you know, black holes where you don't. You're not productive. So you've got to wake up with a mission and purpose. You've got to set routines for yourself right? to stay disciplined. Jocko Willink talks about it all the time. Like this is just part of who you are, whether you feel good or bad that day, you got to do certain things. So talking about those pillars, I mean, if you have a mission in place, you're building towards that mission. And that means you've got to make sure that your health is is in line that's number one because without that you can't do anything if you're either incapacitated or dead you're off you're off the board you're done so taking care of yourself health wise is, is paramount um building strong relationships with other men and, and women too right but having surrounding yourself with with good people i think is key you know no there is no no successful lone wolf out there, no matter what kind of story you hear. I mean, whoever is successful does it with the village in a lot of ways. And, you know, the, the strong man knows that he's never perfect. He's always chasing mastery. But having that open mind and always trying to improve is going to push you to the next level. And, that, and it comes with being uncomfortable. You know, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Once you can do that in the situations where you're tested or you have to evolve, then you could actually reach that next level. So there's no complacency in that. So your health, obviously paramount, surround yourself with good people. Obviously, if you if you have those good relationships, you're, you're probably living by some kind of a code. You're a trustworthy person, you're honest. Um, and then, you know, like I said, getting up out of bed every day, having that mission, staying focused, staying disciplined, and never being afraid to get out of your comfort zone. That's That's really, number one outside of health. I think, I think that's a, a hugely important because so many people just, they, they're like you said earlier, are comfortable. They, they have no reason to push themselves. They have a comfortable job making decent money. They have, they're working in their cubicles, sitting at a desk all day. They, they come home, they can play their video games, watch their porn or bang their wife, whatever they want to do. Um, and, and that's it. They don't have anything to strive for to get better. It's just like wake up and rinse they're, and repeat. They're soft, right? Oh, the other thing to throw in there is, you know, you have to be dangerous. 
whether that means that you own a firearm and you're trained with it or you know some form of self-defense, I think you should have both. Like I took up boxing two and a half years ago. I stopped playing hockey and I took up boxing. And during the pandemic, that was a pretty good exercise to do with a trainer. And you weren't laying in a gym. You, you know, boxing is a great, great sport. It's great yeah. So, you know, make sure you're dangerous in a lot of ways. And that kind of goes with the constantly evolving. Like it's not just about physical danger. It's also being informed, right? Shaping your, your mind. Um, but, yeah, you see. Yeah, I'd much rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. No yeah. doubt about it. You know, and if you look at what's happening across the country in all these major cities, I mean, there are a lot of threats, right? They thre mm -hmm. Threats come from all Did you guys places. see that video you posted on our page? Um, the fucking some dude sucker punched some guy walking like walking to a restaurant took his wallet and phone and some dude eating at the restaurant chased him outside they switched camera angles the guy took a swing at the guy trying to get the money back for him judo threw him fucking knee on belly headlock just fucking massacred digging his face into the pavement and up comes his wife kicking this guy in the fucking balls and standing on his legs <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> But you're that's seeing what more you more people fighting back, right? You saw the guy yeah. in Vegas who owned the smoke shop, stabbed that guy who jumped over the yep. counter. That's yep. beautiful. The old man who took the gun out and shot the guy's arm off pretty much. I mean, you're seeing this now more and more because we, we sat through two two years basically of, of rioting and looting and chaos and people getting pushed into train tracks and sucker punched. Bring back the roof Koreans. Uh, look, man, people, <laughs> people are starting I, I to I don't like violence. Up. Violence sucks, right? But you, you, sometimes that's the only answer when it comes to people who want to inflict violence on me or my family. They've that's pushed it. too far. Now we're, we're definitely not call, calling for violence, but we're but if someone if someone threatens you, your life, your loved ones, you self defense you, is not violence. You have to defend yourself. Yeah. You have to. You can't cower. Like you can no longer cower down and and just let it happen. You have to and stand the up. The problem is too the the laws aren't helping because they let these people out. Right after they commit a crime, they're back on the street again. So until the repercussions are way worse, they're going to keep on doing it. Well, look at New Jersey. New Jersey, where, 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 where I'm from, someone breaks into your house and you shoot them right. for breaking your house. You go to jail for murder. Like those kids who shot the person in the Range Rover in the Shrills Mall. Do you remember that yeah. story a couple years ago? Yeah. yeah. Yep. They, should, yep. they should have been held out on public TV, executed, just to send a message to let everyone know you don't fucking do that. Done. I guarantee you the crime rate in that mall would have dropped significantly. That's it. I, I got a bunch of friends who are cops and like that whole story that you hear about the criminal being out, you know, in less than a day. I mean, they're a hundred percent true. I had a friend who he, he's, he was a Marine. Now he's a police officer, but he arrested somebody that morning and they let the guy out before my friend finished the shift. Wow. So, Right. They know they're going to get back on the street so they can do anything they want. It, it, it's a known thing. So I think people finally have realized that this is an actual problem. And it took how many people getting you know brutally mugged or killed for that to happen. Front page of the New York Post. You know, you get the, the guy riding the, tra the train to brunch on a Sunday and person walks up to him on the, on the car, train car and shoots him in the chest and kills him. Asian woman pushed on the tracks, killed for no reason. Dude, it's, no, it's fucking nuts. I was walking today, and some kid came walking up to me. I was down at Shore and Seaside. A little too fast, a little too close. I almost, like, 
took a step back to take a swing at him just because how, how, how fucking fast he was walking towards me, but he was just cutting through my car. You just uh, don't know. It's good to be but on guard and you know, yeah. it's good to be dangerous. There's, there's a couple guys on Instagram to follow someone like Tom, the blast. Now, if you guys follow him, yeah. Oh, love Tom. Yeah, you so, yeah. Nick, you interviewed Tom yeah. to blast a couple he years ago. Fantastic. I mean, he talks about it. Like, the best thing you could do is avoid confrontation. Of course. Right? And I completely agree. See all these road rage things. Like it's all mm-hmm. ego and someone ends up dying or going to jail. But in the event that you have no opportunity to walk away, you have to be dangerous. You have to be ready. You, you can't think dude. it won't happen to you. Yeah, he's great, man. What, what no, a winner, right? He's a badass. You need yeah. more guys like that in, in prominent public roles, though. You know, he's talking about training the NYPD uh, in martial he, arts, and then he should. He calls out. He called out this dude from Chicago with some fucking bullshit training seminar, and was like, "I'll fly out to you. I will give you my school if you beat me." I know that guy. Yeah, his, yeah. his, his he, stuff he, is he's hilarious. Comical. No, it, it, it's yeah, Tom's great. It needs to happen, and you need to be uh, able to defend yourself. You and like you said, you need to be dangerous. It's hundred percent true. I mean, the three of us, me, Nick, and Anthony, we all have martial arts backgrounds. I fought. I fought for uh, many, many years. I wrestled since I was four. Um, you know, it's it, it's very important that you know how to defend yourself, and you are dangerous because things are getting crazy. And I think more riots are coming. Like David Dorn, no one talks about yeah. it. people. Yeah, this man. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. He was shot over a freaking TV. He was a black man. He was a former police officer, and he was shot in cold blood over a freaking TV. And nobody talks about it. Oh, Black Lives Matter, right? Sure. Didn't fit the narrative, buddy. You know how it goes. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. But it's be- it's because because I'm I guarantee I guarantee that kid who sh- the guy who shot him came in from a fatherless home. I- I'd be willing to bet money. The odds odds are in my favor. Yeah, um, no, no. I mean, the stats are overwhelming. I'll send it really, to you guys. Like, we want to talk about it on our show, but it's, it's. I think it's number one, honestly. Can a can a hyper feminized father in a home be considered a fatherless home in a way? What do you think? It depends yeah. on what kind of bullshit he's preaching, but just having someone there, keeping an eye on you, making sure you're not getting into tons of trouble, is important. Um, that said, you know, if he's preaching all kinds of weird acceptance stuff and he's soft on his kids and he's letting them do whatever they want, I don't know. I, I'd have to, I'd have to see some, some studies on that. I, I, I can see the difference in, in kids. Cause I, I, I own a hair salon. So I see, I cut a lot of my, my client's children, the boys, and I can see a significant difference in the boys who have a father in the house and who don't have a father in the house. And it's, it's very, very real. And when my clients is going away for vacation and her father's going with them because she's just taking them on vacation. There's no husband in the picture. And she was like, is it weird if he stays in the room with my dad? I was like, fuck no. He needs to stay in that room. He needs to see someone shave first thing in the morning, how to use a razor, how you fucking make your bed. Like he just, he can't be living with his mom. Yeah, because you have nothing to look to. You have no model yeah. to look to, right? Here's, here's a couple yeah. numbers for you guys. So 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway children from fatherless homes. 85% of children who show behavior disorders come from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists with anger problems, fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts, fatherless homes. I mean, like the list goes on and on and on. So are you are you using your platform right now to maybe help these young kids um, to maybe do any kind of public speaking, speak at youth homes? And is there any place you can go 
was a one-on-one -on -one talk to these kids like a big brother program or i don't even know how it would work but is that so something no, interesting? i have i'm definitely interested in it. i haven't done it um there's definitely people more qualified than me with you know more education on these things than i than i have that are doing that and doing it well uh what i've been trying to do on this topic is number one raise awareness of it you like to you know number two um I really want to influence the younger guys to to strive to be that when the time is right. I mean, like if if you're old enough, like the the ship has sailed. Like you are who you are, and you're not going to change. And if you've made mistakes, they're already done. But I'm talking about guys age 16 to 28, let's say, who haven't actually had a kid or, or gotten married or gone through full time jobs. I'm trying to get to them ultimately. And the funny thing is, the reason why I started the page is that there was a kid in my sales team, young guy, comes from a good family, actually. Father's present. Um, he was my intern, and he ended up being one of my sales guys. But he's coming to the office every day with these, like, ridiculous questions. Things that he should just know, or at least know to look up, and he would ask me. So I started writing them all down. I started thinking, you know, number one, this is good content for people who don't know this shit. But number two is, like, if this kid who's family's wealthy his parents are present this kid doesn't know these things imagine what kids without that don't know so the point is like if i could push out as much of this content as possible and reach these younger guys i'm i could probably make a difference obviously like i'm not making any money on it i haven't made any money on it for five years now i haven't even tried to monetize and i work in digital advertising i know how to monetize these types of things i haven't tried right because the reason is i wake up every day with anywhere from five to twenty dms with questions or people thanking me for doing what I'm doing. Uh, as for the kids' homes and stuff, I wouldn't even know where to start. That, that's that's what I told you from well, Jump Street. What are, what are some of these questions, though? I'm sorry, bro. I, I just I'm I'm interested. What are some of these questions that this young kid came to you with? Well, with him, the first yes. question was, he's like, I got invited to a wedding, and it says it's black tie. What does that mean? So I'm thinking, like, the first thing I think is like, well. You should probably just look this up. Like you have access to the world's information at your fingertips and you're asking me now. He's probably looking to build a relationship with me. I get it. Mm -hmm. He's looking for some kind of camaraderie. Uh, but most of the questions were about dating. Almost all of them, I'd say like 90%. Every once in a while you have questions about, you know, clothing or uh, working out. You know, culture, movies, books, ask for recommendations on questions. Yeah, you know, stuff that your big brother would teach you, right? Yeah. And if you don't have that, um, either you're going to have to figure it out on your own or you're going to latch on to someone. I always played team sports. So when I was 15, I was playing in a men's league, hockey league with guys 18 and over. Mm -hmm. And, you know, organically, they become your big brothers, right? They teach you things know. that, you know, you, you normally wouldn't experience at that age. So, but a lot of guys don't have that. And if you're looking at society today, as we're talking about, there's a lot of feminization. Uh, a lot of people are more isolated. They're not interacting as much. So they, they lack these types of things. Like digital communication isn't the same as face-to-face -face in person. Without a doubt. It's it's definitely not texting. Even texting and a phone call is not the same uh, compared yep. to Phone call and face to face is not the same. And you're 100 percent right. A lot of these kids, they they're they're raised by their mothers. They go to school. Their teacher is a woman, and every interaction that they have is with a female. They have nobody to to guide them and how to be a man and and how to 
navigate through this tough world. I, there's a reason why the majority of suicides are men. There's a reason why men have the, a lot more struggles than women. And, and, and the society is shaped to where women are taken care of. And, and that's how it should be, 100% how it should be. Women, women are taken care of. But men take the brunt of a lot of shit. When you get divorced, who gets who gets the brunt? Uh, forget Man. it. Guys get crushed. I mean, the, the, the suicide thing is interesting. In, in the Western world, as they put it, the stats say that men are, are more likely to die by suicide three to four times more often than women. Mm-hmm. That alone is just sad. We're also likely to die in the workforce. You know, it, it's all lopsided for this man too. Men need to still paper shit, make the money in the house, take care of the family, but also let the woman have her woman's power as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you have to give you know, all these different fucking demands, but then net you can't even want to do things that men should do. Well, well here's people- the thing, right? Like men looking to get married one day, mm-hmm. you got to find a woman who's got a good relationship with her father. That's what I found. Now, if they have that, for sure, they understand what it's supposed to be like. Especially if their parents are together, like that's a multiplier. But no matter what, if she doesn't have a good relationship with her dad, it's gonna it's gonna most likely most of the time be a challenge for you, because these things that you're talking about, they're they're getting this information from TV shows and magazines. Like they don't see it, they don't know how men are. They, they just hear about how men are from watching a TV show. So there's there's definitely gender roles in my house, one hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah, there should be. Biologically, yeah. there should be. My uh, wife, my uh, wife knows the fucking deal. We need to no. We need to get back to a tradition. Not a negative. She's not, not listening. Anyway. She's not. She can't need, hear you. Can't she? We need. Making you a sandwich or, or holding some laundry or something. Um, but that but that kind of shit makes me want to work harder. Yes. To buy her a bigger yeah. house. Of like, course. There's, Literally, she. I don't really. I mean, I'm a good cook, but she she makes every meal for me. But Nick, Nick, this is this this whole entire thing was by design. This was put into place by powerful people. The Rockefellers pushed the feminist movement not because they believed they needed to empower women. They realized that 50 percent of the workforce is not working. They're at home taking care of the children. I know guys that take care of their kids. They work their ass off. They still pay the bills, and the wife sit the fucking couch and do nothing. What? That's it's on them though. That's on them. Yeah, that's extreme yeah, ownership, right. right? If you didn't handle that, that's on your fucking. That's your fault. And the end of story. You got to be upfront about that. And then she goes and cheats on the motherfucker. That's why she cheated on him. And they take him. Oh my god, blows her mind. Don't talk about it. Like what you said about like wanting to provide for her because she does things for you. It's like compounding interest. It's the same thing. Like it's momentum that builds in the relationship. It's goodwill on top of goodwill and. You become closer because of that. Now, the opposite happens really fast, right? If one if one side of the relationship feels like they're getting the short end of the stick, they're going to act out, right? And then it's going to impact the other person, and then you're not communicating correctly. Next thing you know, you have a situation in your hands. But guys like that get cheated on because they're they're not respected by their their wife. Mm-hmm. And my and my wife's an alpha too. So is mine, and that's a good thing. When we fucking go at it, we go at it. That's why I married her, right? You want someone with some some backbone and some heart. You don't want to push over. Oh, you still want a like strong. Well, there's nothing wrong with a strong woman. No, absolutely. You want to shut the fuck up and just listen to me, but (laughs) (laughs) of course, that also makes you better. Like you need to be challenged, right? And not just from from your friends, from your colleagues. Mm -hmm. You need to evolve again and get uncomfortable. Every every man needs a woman that's going to make them better. Just if I if I were to die, I know that my kids are okay. Because of her backbone. 
You know, she well. doesn't need a man around. She'll yep. handle shit without a man yeah. fathering my kids. God forbid, knock on wood. You know what I mean? Some women can't do shit. Like the husband dies, that's it. They're done. They don't want to pay a bill. But it, it 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 all goes back to the root cause and where this came from. It can't it can't it, this this whole system that we're living in has been designed over decades. Like they they did not want the mothers staying home because they couldn't tax the mothers if they weren't in the workforce. So they came up with this whole feminist movement to empower women to send them to the workforce because they also they don't want their children to be raised by their mothers. They want the children to be raised by the state so they can indoctrinate them. And this For is sure. why. Why we're at where we're at right yes, now. Yes, I just had this conversation with my wife tonight. And now and with the talking. cost of everything and inflation and shit is so high, not only for the feminist purposes, but the mere fact that everything is out of control as far as being expensive, they need two incomes. Most households need three, four incomes. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, I would have said you guys were fucking crazy, but after <laughs> what we've seen the last three, four years, you're bang on. It's exactly yeah. what it is. It's well, not it's control. The, the 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 thing is that you you can trace this all back and find them follow the money and that's what mm-hmm. you have to do when you start following the money you, you realize that the Rockefellers were behind all of it they were behind all of it and this is this was done on purpose because they do not want the family nucleus they want the family nucleus to be destroyed they want the tra- traditional family to no longer exist this is why divorce rates are through the roof over seventy five percent and at this when when divorce why, rates why do you think that is though why do you think they want to kill the family nucleus the Rockefellers are talking about and the, and the- it's all about control and power it's more, more it's more about control than anything. You, 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 when 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 the family nucleus is not there, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. The sons are not raised by their fathers. The sons have no idea what they're doing. They're walking around life lost. They have no clue how to be men and navigate through life and and care and take care of them. And you're open to the propaganda. You're open to their wild agenda that they would want to have that much control over the world. Right, for sure. For us, I don't know if it's the world. It's definitely Western culture, U.S., Canada, definitely. Yeah, the world. It's the world. It's definitely the world. They want a global agenda. They want one world government. That's that's the whole uh, agenda. It's it's, it's definitely more so us because we don't take any shit as Americans. And and you take the American of seventeen hundreds, the late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds. Yeah, I mean, compared to now, the men that settled the West. You take the men of the 1940s and 50s, like our grandparents. You take our grandparents and you look at the men now. Like we we saw those men. Like we were privileged enough to 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 actually get to know the men who served in World War II and the and 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 that one of the greatest generations of all time. The generations now that are coming up, they never had the opportunity to meet those generations. They all most of them have have been passed away for years, and. And and those men from the, those generations were so different. Like I know my grandfather was was much different than the men today. Uh, my friends' grandparents that I got to meet and have conversations with, like you could see the difference in how men were. Like I always look at like how men dressed is one thing that I always look at. I wish we yeah. could go back to that way of dress. Uh, yeah, the three piece suits. I wish we could go back to that. Like I, 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 that, that's that's how men should be. And don't get me wrong. I love I love wearing a pair of Jordans just like the next person. But I I, I, I think we need to get back to that form of traditionalism. I really do. We've gotten so that. Jordan, Jordan Peterson said that in a great fucking interview. He goes, the men today dress like little boys. He's right. They look like 40 year old boys. Yep. 50 year old boys. 
Yeah, I just had that conversation today too. I'm so good, Dana. It's funny. Well, why do you think? Why do you think that is? Because of fucking hip hop and TV, and they want to fucking fit in and be cool. Wearing a tie is not comfortable either, right? Like wearing a suit really isn't the most comfortable thing. People want to be comfortable. Kind of goes yeah. back to that. No, right? That's not true. That's not true. You're, you're put on a custom tailored suit. You're put on a custom suit. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely I like Enzo Custom. They're they're fantastic. To give them a plug here, but even that, I mean, I much rather wear like. like uh, look, 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 look at Gary V though. Gary V's whole business. And Gary V wears a fucking beanie, a t-shirt, and jeans. Mark Zuckerberg, same thing. I mean, yeah. these guys are some Bill of the most Gates, powerful people. Human. They dress like shit. Yep. No, but but I. Uh, Bro, I got a suit guy for you. I'll, I'll, we'll talk off air. I think it, you know, like you said, it's comfort. And to me, comfort equates to convenience. And now we're in a, a situation or in, as a society where we're obsessed with just everything has to be hyper convenient. Because if you have to put in the slightest bit of effort, nah, I'm not doing that. Nah. I wrote a piece of Joe, Joe Pena, John Pena. Uh, it always works a suit. Yeah. I love yeah, him. He's yeah. the fucking beast. Oh, he's the man. He's the man. I love him too. He doesn't give a fuck. He he. Oh, I never seen out a suit on ever. Oh, that's he's, who yeah. I got that handshake uh, study from. Oh, was it? Yeah, that yeah. that's who it was from. You're right. You're right. No, he's he doesn't give a fuck either. He's he's an alpha walking around twenty four seven. He wears a suit all the time. Don Donnie wears a suit all of the time. Like I I I I I've noticed this in in recent in recent like year in the past year or two. I've tried to make a conscious effort to every time I go out, even if I'm just going to the store uh, just to get something quick rather than wearing like basketball shorts and, and, and chanclas just to go to the store. I try to, I try to at least put on like something a little nicer, like at least a pair of jeans or something nicer than I've than never a pair left of my house. Pants. And, 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 and uh, I used to all the time. I used to all of the time, just wearing a pair of sweatshorts, go, Grab what I gotta grab because I just didn't care. I didn't care, and it's 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 not that I care what people think, how I look, things like that. I don't I don't give a shit about that, and that's why I didn't do it. It's it's more so for myself and self respect. Uh, you look good, feel good is is a hundred percent. Put on a, a tracksuit. You're from New Jersey. I could be Walnuts just walking around. <laughs> Shoot the cuffs. You got to shoot the cuffs. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it, 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 you're 100 percent right, Anthony. It's it's all about convenience, and uh, it's very important. I I just hear my mother in, in my head because she used to yell at me all of the time. James, you can't go outside wearing sweatpants. Put on some jeans. Put on something nice. Always, all the time, 24 seven. Mash. No, I'm not going to do it. She constantly be in my ear. And now, you know, I'm in my 30s, and I understand why. Um, it took me long enough, but it, at the time I, I didn't get it. And it was my mother's instilling this, this into my brain. And, and it's, it's, it, it is important, those kinds of things. And that's why I wish we can go back to that 1920s style of dress where we wear suits every time we go out. Well, cause uh, you wouldn't be accepted right back then. Like even this logo, Don Draper, essentially what it is, you know, in the 1950s and sixties, like you weren't accepted if you dressed like shit. Women wouldn't talk to you. They wouldn't take you seriously. No job would hire you. Your family would think you're a loser. So, you know, you kind of had to do it. You're all ashamed of doing it, just the way things were. Today, everything is so accepted. We're, we're so quick to accept everything that we never actually think what's right and what's wrong anymore. Oh, that's it's crazy. That's prevalent in everything. Absolutely. My father's so old school. My father's old school Italian. He begs me 
to shave my beard. He's like, James, that's not presentable. You got to shave your beard. You got to shave it. Like he's that old school. And uh, he's he's not wrong. It's just, uh, you know. Um, as long uh, as it's groomed with a fresh cut, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, as long as it's not wild all over the place. I, I agree with you. But Don, Donald Trump says to Don Jr. all the time, shave your beard, shave your beard. And he busts his chops about it all the time. It's like that old it's school. It's Donnie Brasco with a mustache. Yeah. yeah. It's that old school value, that traditionalism that we got so far from. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, having the father and the family. Like my father instilled a lot of those values in me at a very early age and continues still to this day into my 30s because he's present in my life. And if I didn't have that, who knows where I'd be? And, I, and, and again, I was also blessed that I was able to run into when I was in my early 20s. I met Nick. I was 21, 22 years old when I met Nick. He's 10 years older than me. And I, I was the oldest one in my family. Nick was able to, to be like that big brother for me grow, growing through my 20s. Yeah. So well, I, had a, I had the same thing with Nick for sure. We, we became friends. I was 10 years old. He was like my older brother. I was an only child at that time. So yeah. And, and you're both fucked up. So I guess yeah. fucked the two of you. <laughs> and now look, now look where we are. So what's the common denominator? Yeah. <laughs> There's some things you don't want to talk to your dad about. You got to have somebody else to go to. Yeah. I had you know, both grandfathers. And I, I'm the youngest. I'm the oldest. And the youngest. Yeah, I mean, it's, you so got to have your tribe, right? That's the key. Oh, oh without, without a doubt. And I think today, navigating through this world, we we need to stop caring about showing our quote unquote toxic masculinity. Because at this point in the game, any showing of masculinity is toxic. And we need to get back to doing what men do. We need to be providers. We need to be, we need to, uh, be protectors. And we need to make sure that we, we're, we are not bending the knee just for convenience. That we're, just, we're not just going through the day just because things are comfortable. We're actually chasing goals. We're attacking, the, attacking life, getting up getting up in the morning and getting after it hitting the gym at least three times a week like that's so important people don't realize how how important it is to get a regular exercise for men especially women as well but men well two books kind of changed my life the last two years one of them was jocko's book right extreme ownership and it just changed the way i looked like at every situation in in life you know even myself who i thought was strong and successful had a lot of room for improvement with that tweaking of the mindset. But the other book I read was actually, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Robin Sharma. He's an executive coach. He's an author. He wrote this book called the 5am club. I, yeah, I heard that book. It's fiction, but it's, it's lots of lessons told through the story. And really what the story is pushing is that to be the best version of yourself, you've got to have a morning ritual because as as adults you don't have a lot of free time you have to carve out that time for yourself and the best time to do it is early in the morning because biologically it's when your levels of energy are highest so in that hour that you start your day you get a quick workout in 20 minutes you do some journaling or reflection 20 minutes and then and you might read or watch instructional videos and something to enrich your brain get smarter learn things 20 minutes and you could tweak the the program doesn't have to be a full hour, it could be 90 minutes. I usually do 90 minutes, but it forces you to get up every day and do these things. And that if you do it every day, you do 1% better every day. By the end of the year, you've transformed. It's these little improvements over time, but it's about owning your morning because that's really the only time that we get unless you have a job that makes you 
report at 5 a.m., then it'll be probably a little harder to do, but most people work 8 or 9, so whatever. That, coupled with what Jocko's talking about, extreme ownership, gives you an actual system to live by where whatever that mission is that you have, whatever that goal is that you have, you now have the opportunity to do it, no excuses, on any given day. So I highly recommend, you know, if someone has to yeah. find their purpose first, right? You have to know why you're getting up in the morning for whatever reason. But once you have that, then it's about building that game plan. It starts with owning your morning. Because when you start your day off like that, the rest of the day flows. If you start out in chaos, and I'm sure you've all had days like that. I know I have. You're out a little too late, have too many drinks. The next morning is chaotic and everything is behind. The whole day ends up being behind. But yep. taking ownership of that morning is, is crucial, and not enough people yeah. do it. I 100 percent agree. And this is why we're starting our new show. Me and Garrett, the host of Sergeant and Samurai. I know Nick's going to hop on a bunch of times. Um, and bro, you're you're welcome to come uh, come on anytime you want. We talked about it already, but it's called Winning Wednesdays. And uh, the the whole reason we started it was because we wanted to do another another show. Me and Garrett, but he's he owns a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu gym. And uh, it's tough for him to do a show at night on that day. So the only time we could find is in the morning um, and it's 9 a.m. for me. And I really cherish my time from like seven to nine. <laughs> no, I really do because I, I, I focus on Nick sends me a lot of tapes, but I watch a lot of David Penna. I watch a lot of Eric Thomas, a lot of Tony Robbins, a lot of these motivational, positive energy type tapes. Inky, Inky Johnson's one of my favorites. I don't know. Love if you Inky. Know. Um, Inky Johnson's one of my favorites because, you know, the guy, the guy just had so much adversity. He lived in, in a, in a two bedroom home with 14 people, uh, and was supposed to go first, first round in the draft and got hurt in the second game. It was junior year and his whole entire career ended. Everything was taken away from him. He still figured out how to, how to provide for his family and his mother. Like he's, he's amazing. Um, but I, I really cherish that time, especially doing what we do, covering all of these topics. It's constantly consuming negativity, it's constantly consuming all of this negative stuff and this evil that's going on in the world. And it's it's very draining on people mentally and, and affects me. I don't take time every single day to focus on the morning time and focus on taking in some positive stuff. And I've now added the gym and the gym is greatly drastically helped my mentality and and I was injured for for a long time and I couldn't work out and I'm so glad that I'm back in the gym working out because it's made a huge difference in my mentality and and how I attack the day but these things are so so important um and I value those times so much because in today's day and in today's day we're look at what's going on in our country like really really look at it none of those things that we talked about are happening the majority of men they're not reflecting they're not working out they're not you know learning and getting better they're just kind of coasting they're comfortable and they've got their vices and they're headline researchers they just look at headlines they read the news and and they just go on throughout their day oh i can't do anything i can't make an impact i'm just one person Mm -hmm. yep it's it's so wild to me like and everybody's like oh that person's lucky this person's that or the other because they got certain success that they don't have this is social media effect that's what that is though because that's all they see is the highlight reel right every day oh my god that person went on this vacation they got this car blah 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 yo go fucking earn it yourself you can you happen to live in a free country or you could do whatever you want but nobody wants to put the time or the effort in that's the problem you're terrible you're the weak very weak and, and they have no motivation, no ambition. And, and I, I look at people that accomplish things and 
I, I when you get the opportunity to meet people that are very successful, you you hang out with them and spend time with them, and you realize that they're just regular people. Like a lot of times, they're no better than you, and, and a lot of times, you be better than aspects. Um, but they put in the work, they put in the time, they, they had a goal, they, they chased after it, took the risk. There's a lot of risk in, in, in going after your dreams and, and going after your goals and, and things like that. And a lot of people are, it's, uh, uh, they're, they're in fear. It's, it's, um, what's the word? It's something paralysis. What's the, I'm losing my mind. My, uh, uh, my, what's the word? Um, something paralysis paralysis analysis paralysis. thank you you, nick uh now they get into an analysis analysis paralysis situation where they're just overthinking everything and they never actually take action to go after it um and you're you you need to take these steps and and go after what you want to so many people are scared to chase after their goals they they think oh you know what it's not going to work for me i see other people and i'm saying if they could do it so can i that's that, mm-hmm. that, of course everybody. If somebody else could do it, if another man, another woman can make it happen, can do this, you should look at them and be like, "Hey, they're no better than I am. I could do that too." Well, that gets yeah. What back can to you learn from them? Yeah, you got to surround yourself with strong people, right? And like a lot of people, I know, I know one guy in particular. He's in my industry. Um, he only surrounds himself with like, people weaker than him, less successful than him. It's, it's blatantly obvious because I think that makes him feel good. But he'll never improve. He'll stand still, and if anything, he'll get he'll get worse over time. Whereas what you're saying, when you surround yourself with successful people, better people, you start to naturally absorb these things from them. You also start to think differently. It, it, it helps your mind uh, evolve to a different place. You know, some of the brightest people I work for, they say exactly what you said. But they're super successful. They knew what they were doing wasn't perfect, but they just started doing it, right? And once you start doing it, you start to build momentum. But if you're if you're surrounding yourself with people who worship you and you know none of them are, are going anywhere, you're gonna stay the same, right? You're just gonna stand in one place, and that's ninety nine percent of society. Without a doubt, it's the compound yeah, effect. Yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, would you rather if I if I could offer you a million dollars right now, cash, clean, take it. It's yours. Or I can offer you a penny doubled every day for 30 days. Which one would you rather have? And because of what we mentioned earlier, the, the urge of convenience, most people say, oh, I'll take the, the million dollars. No question. Not realizing that a penny doubled for 30 days is like $24 million or some crazy number like that um, because it's not convenient. It's like, they never oh, I never thought about the math, bro. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, no but that's the, it's the truth. That's what happens. And one of my biggest philosophies in life is – if you want something bad enough, find somebody who already has it and do exactly as they do. Because most things that you want to want to get or want to accomplish in life has already been done. It's been, it's been written in books. There's always ways to get information. And the example I use, I'm like, hey, you want to be the best basketball player in the world. Who are you going to learn from? You're going to learn from Michael Jordan or, uh, or, or somebody like that. You want to be the best golfer in the world. You're going to learn from Tiger Woods. You don't want to learn how to play golf from Michael Jordan or basketball from Tiger Woods. They may be good at it, but they're not the best. If you want to be the best is something you're going to learn from the best. You're not going to go and learn from mediocre people. And it's the same thing with, with things in life. Most people, because of, because of what we were talking about earlier, they don't have, 
their parents in their life. They don't have a, a mentor, a big brother, someone to show them these things. They're not shown how to accomplish goals or how to write goals or how to any of that. No one's actually taught those things. They're taught how to make money to people who have no clue how to make money. Like really think about it. All the people that, that you you're influenced on how to how to get through life. Like my parents, my father get good grades, go to college, get good grades, and then get a job, and then I'll I'll work that job and forever and I'll and I'll retire. And that was his reality because that's what it was back in the day. That doesn't exist anymore. Or pretty much every teacher you've ever had yeah. was never extraordinarily successful, probably on average, right? And you're supposed to learn what from them. Do you want to end up like them or you wanted to end up being a multimillionaire? Who would you rather learn from? I know. And it's so funny. Oh, I, well, I, money doesn't make happiness. Well, OK, well, if I could give you $10 million, would you take it? Probably yes. It could give you happiness because you can provide for the people that you love. Bingo. Not the money directly giving you happiness. Thousand percent. And the freedom. It's yeah. really the freedom. It's freedom, for yeah. sure. It's, it's more so the freedom to be able to, to to go and have those experiences, to be able to provide for your family. So yeah, money buys experiences, money buys comfort. Happiness, you create yourself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it's, Money's it's freedom and, and it's options, right? Like that freedom yes. to you know, not be boxed mm-hmm. in the one way of doing things is important. But I know a lot of really wealthy people who are miserable fucks. Oh, yeah. without, without that for sure. <laughs> it has no, the money has nothing to do with it. It's just it, for for the, for the most part, the lack of money causes a lot of stress for a lot of people and and discomfort. Uh, you know, it's that we could talk about that topic for hours. And there's so many reasons why that is the way it is today. Um, oh, most people are way above their means because they think they have to 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 either you know stand out or fit in or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, people are buying things to, you know, yeah, it's the know feel better about themselves. Yeah, exactly. Because they're not happy about who they are. That's the problem. That's the problem that's probably impacting nine out of ten people in our society today. They're walking around. They actually don't like themselves. Well, bro, that's what you were saying about the guy who's in your industry and he only surrounds himself, you know, with people who yes, are man. less successful yeah. than him. That's just directly to feed his ego. And yeah. you're probably right. He probably is yeah. just not happy with who he is or how his life turned out yep that's done done by design i mean look at look look at how they're how they're poisoning us and look at what they're doing right now like our food we were talking earlier about our food Mm -hmm. and how they're they're it's affecting us as men it's affecting society but it's only getting worse uh they're really pushing hard on this anti-meat narrative and this eating bugs Jeffel eat the box. Bro, have you seen this? Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> the World Economic Forum talking about these things, the the bug butter. Um, there's absolutely Ugh. no chance that's happening. And I know bugs have a good source of protein, but I'd, I'd prefer the cow or the chicken. They're way way better. Uh, they don't want us eating meat. They do not want us eating. That's how you know you bugs. gotta eat it. And 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 this is oh that's exactly how you know you got to eat it when they tell you to do something I do the opposite now that's 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 what and I you'll do. you'll be good. That's all you need to know. According to science, we should all be dead right now. We literally should be dead. <laughs> we, we shouldn't even be alive. According to science, I raw dogged air for two years. Did not want to put on a mask. I'm unvaccinated. I should be dead. Certified organic control group. But um, what do I know? No, but. Uh, it, 
it's it's getting really really bad and this is again a direct attack on masculinity and a direct attack on men because they they know that us eating meat and the nutrients the vitamin k2 there's so many things in meat that you can't get from the bug protein the best example of this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen Pumping Iron, mm-hmm. right? Probably yeah. one of the greatest docudramas there ever was. He's eating steaks and yeah. drinking beer and he's smoking pot. And he's six-time Mr. Olympia. He's got women all over him. And then, obviously, he parlays that into a real film career. And he's one of the most successful actors of all time. And I know he had some heart problems. And it's 99% probably because of the steroid use and whatever probably put too much strain on his body now he's coming out and talking about being vegan and he only eats uh i don't know meat once a month or something it's like bro you got to that level because Mm -hmm. of these super masculine tendencies that you happen to be born with you got to that level because of the bodybuilding and eating meat and the steroids and the ultra aggressive competitive side of you you got this fame and fortune and now you're telling us all to uh, convert to veganism. And look, if you want to eat vegan food, that's your choice. I don't give a fuck what you do, but like, don't force on everybody else because that's clearly the most illogical thing he's saying. Everything that he built his career on is that it's wrong. Calling people girly men, I shouldn't have done that. Like, that's what made you famous. Big muscles yeah. and being outspoken and you know being a caveman essentially. Now he's sick. So I want to know who got to him. That's probably a whole other he's episode. Black he's but probably yeah. black. Bill. Gotta There's, be right. No, this, this is how this Stay works. on script. We Fuck. we we interviewed we, one of our first episodes. We interviewed somebody who was trying to break into Hollywood, and they were trying to get him to do all this fucking gay shit. And that was just to get into Hollywood, not even to get a main role, just to be get small, small roles. And uh, and all the underwear models that he was talking like it was it was insane. The stories that he was telling us. And this is how these these industries work. This is how you get in. Like you don't get to these places without doing things that you don't want your fans to know about. And he's probably compromised in some way. And the Playboy Mansion was a honeypot operation. The Epstein Island was a honeypot operation. And those weren't the only places. We know Nexium exists. We know Peter Nygaard, John of God. All of these people were honeypot operations. You have blackmail. And then you also have the technology of everybody's web, web history searches and text messages and phone calls and conversations that are had. It's pretty easy for them to blackmail somebody and say, hey, you better play along or uh, we're going to release this all your friends, all, all, all the world. They've got to release it. That, like, we're not going to, like, we're not going to just stop and bow down to Arnold and listen to everything he says. I mean, I, I really buy into this parallel economy concept. Like, it's half and half. Like, we're not, our side's not going to subscribe to eating bugs and popping no. meat. And, but half the population will. I think less than half the population. I think the issue. I think the issue is not going to be the fact that we're going to stop eating meat and we're going to want to eat bugs. It's gonna, the the problem is they're going to price us out and price out yeah. the average American. Yeah. Most, most Americans are living paycheck to paycheck as it is. That's by design. The rat race is by design, and um, they they don't know. They're not taught how to make money. How to be successful. They have no clue what to do. And the and, low income folks are screwed. They're gonna just have to because that's all gonna be steaks. Steaks, steaks gonna be sixty dollars a pound. Chicken's gonna be forty dollars a pound, and it's gonna be unaffordable. 
for the average American. And the only way you're going to be able to get your protein is through this. Just don't be average then. This is why. This is why. Yeah, but that's that. that I, I agree with you, Nick, but I'm, I'm not doing this just because I, I, I'm, I'm out for myself. Like I'm doing this and I'm speaking on these issues because I, yeah. I genuinely want to help future generations. I genuinely want to fix this country and to fix our society and get back to, to our to American exceptionalism. And and all of these topics that we're talking about right now encompass that. Like men need to be men. If if men are men, look where our country's at. It, it's all encompassing. And and of course, I agree. Be better than average. But that's reality for a lot of people. And I want to I want to stop that from happening. And this is why you have Robert Downey Jr. going on Colbert Report. He's like, oh, this is what you didn't send me dirt. He's like, oh, no, this is uh, it's insect protein powder. Oh, I could put this on a salad and get my protein. Yeah, it's t- Colbert's cool, bro. Really it was so scripted. It's virtually tasteless. And then De Niro's like uh, or Don- Donnie Jr.'s like, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's good for the climate. It's, it's going to be great, great for waste and 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 all these things like you have the bug butter that they're making. You have it's it's disgusting what they're pushing and it's because they're going to price us out and we're not going to be able to afford it. And they want us eating bugs. And that's how they're not going to just take it away and be like, Oh, you can't eat this. They're going to be like, okay, you can eat it, but good luck buying it. It's a million gajillion fucking dollars. And that's going to have a drastic effect on society. It's going to have a drastic effect on future generations because what's going to happen when a full generation goes through where men haven't really eaten meat. Like where men haven't had a steak and they all of their protein has been from insects. Right for takeover. Huh? Right for takeover. Exactly. A thousand sure. percent. And that's what they want. This is they want us, they want to take our guns away. They want us to be controlled. They want and us to be testosterone. Uh, yeah, they want us to have no testosterone. They want us to be docile. This is why they pump all of our food with estrogen and soy. I, I think, yeah, but once you once you, I tried the vegan diet before. Because you know, I watch these documentaries about like forks over knives and, and, yeah, and all propaganda. about heart disease, and then you're like, you know where they, you know where they got, you know who did this study for heart disease, Nick? The World mm-hmm. Health and or, well, World Health Organization that red meat causes heart disease and cancer. The World Health Organization is the one who did that study. Just a coincidence. I, I what I, they've been pretty accurate. Okay. And then they're on. recommending all the seed oils. They're recommending like fruity pebbles for fucking breakfast for kids. Yes. Like, oh, you yes, did that study we showed. Yeah, Blew from, my mind. that guy. That guy. He mm-hmm. is now in charge of new, the nutrition co- convention that's being put on by the White House. He's his whole philosophy is to completely change the nutrition here in America, and he considers frosty mini wheats be, to be the second healthiest the thing. Pinnacle of nutrition <laughs> behind watermelon and kale. Fake synthetic eggs is healthier for fried in seed oil. Fake Fuck synthetic eggs. Is healthier for you than a, than real egg fried in butter, according to this lunatic. Like this is very this is very real. This is this is the guy he's going to be control, in charge of the nutrition convention put together by the White House. I gotta be honest with you. I have not felt better taking vitamins since I started taking these hard soil vitamins. Yeah, the, the, that's a created animal organ. Yes, yeah, I agree. Uh, they fucking are amazing. They really I, are. Like yeah. the real organs. I've been taking. I've been pay, taking uh, the steak shake. It's all made with all all animal animal organs. It's fucking awesome. Because uh, I can't do as much as I want to eat liver. I can't do it. Can't do it. So when I when when, when I when I gave my own my own experience when I was on that vegan 
are trying to do like a like a low meat vegan plant based diet, I felt like fucking. I can't say I felt terrible. I just felt like a lot of brain right. fog. Something was missing. Yeah. yeah, I can't put a finger on it. But on this, well, you know, like, human beings have been eating amazing. meat for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Just, like, and I feel bad. Like, I would hate that. Yeah, I would yeah. hate to hunt and fucking gut animals, but. That's why we have fucking butchers now. No, I think that that's I think that that specifically is an essential part of of manhood. And you if modern society breaks down and you want to consider yourself a man and a provider, you need to know how to provide meat, how to fish and how to grow food for your family. Without a doubt. You have to 100 percent have to. Yep. It's not uh, you can even you can even pass the the growing food on to the women because women did that more more often than not. Or find someone to barter with. You have to you have yeah. to get but the hunting nutrition. You have the to hunting, the hunting and gathering specifically. Uh, men uh, have gotten so far away from, and most men have no clue and how, how to, to process that food and how to preserve that food is all part of it. Yeah, how to dress it, how to skin it, how to all of it. Absolutely, I have no. I, I'd be lying to you if I said I knew how to do any of that. I have no clue how to do yeah, it. Yeah, you, you need to know. I could thank God for YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> hopefully yeah. we have internet. <laughs> I heard, I heard no, that, learn words. now. Learn now. Watch yeah, that video. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> yeah. well, well, if you don't know how to do it, you know you got to have something to offer. And if you have weapons or ammunition, sure. You know that's that's also clutch, but. Yeah, most people don't have any survival equipment or skills today. No. I'm not the, if the, the yeah. greatest. If electricity cut out. Go ahead. If there's no electricity for six months. Yep. Like something happened, like an electromagnetic war. EMP. It would be a fucking. It would be a very very fun place. Uh, the major cities would collapse fast. I mean, New York City only has enough groceries for three days. They say um, it would be complete chaos. Yeah, I'd have to get out of Las Vegas ASAP. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'd be out of water within an hour. I mean, you know, January 2020, I was I was very prepared because who the hell knew what this thing was when I first came here and I was seeing all these propaganda videos out of China. I had six months worth of everything here. Like yeah, I was remember, ready to remember go. Those videos? Remember those yeah. videos? People dropping yeah. dead in the streets? And we didn't know what to believe, but then like I'll tell you what turned it for me. Um, all the, the protests and rioting after George Floyd was killed, that to me opened my eyes and made me realize that hey, like the government's allowing these protests, these riots, and even the funeral with thousands of people. This virus really can't be as deadly as they say. It doesn't doesn't work the way I saw. Like I saw people in China literally dropping dead in the street, convulsing, and everything else. Um, so that that was my moment of like, oh shit, this has all been kind of you know overhyped. But leading up to it. December and 19 and, and January 20, I definitely prepped. I was always been a somewhat of a prepper, not to the extent of some of my friends down in like Georgia, for instance, who had kind of like booby trapped households and stuff. Mm-hmm. But people thought I was crazy for having six months worth of food, water, weapons, you know, stuff like that. I was like, if you care about your family, you better, first of all, A, get the fuck out of New York City. And B, you better at least have a month's worth of food, canned goods that don't go bad. But most people think I'm crazy for talking like that. No, you're not. You're 100% right. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Anthony had a bug up bad like five years ago. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 no, but, but I, I really think uh, you're, not only did it show us that we have to 
prepared, but it also showed us that we can who who we can and cannot rely on in serious situations if shit hits the mm-hmm. fan. I learned very quickly that a lot of people that I knew that I surrounded myself with were going to just immediately bend the knee and give up as soon as shit hit the fan because they did during this pandemic. And they're like, oh, this is a different situation, this, that, and the other. I'm like, no, if you're going to do this now, when push came comes to shove, you're the last person that I'm going to rely on. And someone posted something earlier, and it really it really kind of yeah, hit home ties into what what's being what, what i was saying so this guy oil field rando guys <laughs> with the teddy roosevelt i love that rando yeah so <laughs> the visceral anger that people felt towards me for being unvaccinated was the biggest eye-opener of my life they were furious even even though i told them i didn't believe the vax was harmful just that i didn't want it it would have been as beneficial to me as a navel piercing all it took for people to feel visceral hatred towards me was a few old suits they'd never met in Washington, D.C., and a bunch of talking heads they never met on television. So many illusions I'd held about society just shattered. We're, we're on razor's edge, boyos, always. How far do you think your appeals about my duty to the fellow man will get after that? How much do you think I care about anyone outside my tribe? How suspicious do you think I, I, I now am about them? Sorry, man. You were just We were just scared. Nah, apology not accepted. I know where I know where we stand now. You you are and always will be a threat to me because you you're still a scared bitch. I not I might not hate you, but I sure as shit won't ever trust you. Why would I? How could I? If all it takes for you to send me out into an ice flow is the claims of some 80 year old lying prick you've never met. In that way, COVID was the biggest fat blessing for me. I know who I can count on now, and I now know who I can't. And I think Amen. it's hundred percent because now all these people that I thought were warriors, people that I thought I could go to battle with, like people that I really thought I could go to battle with. I now know shit hits the fan. You're the last person I'm, uh, I'm calling like, yo shit, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like this showed us who, who's going to stand in the face of fire and run to the front lines. If shit hits the fan and who's going to cower in fear and, and many, many people didn't hit ring the bell. It's, it's, it was really a blessing. We started a live show to talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, all right, let's just bring it to the people straight front, front and center. Who cares? Full send. And it was, it, it, it's been the greatest journey that I've ever been on. It's been such a blessing. I've met so many great, amazing patriots, people, people like you, bro, who've, uh, who've been, fighting the good fight on your end as well because i really believe i, I, lo- I love the angle you're fighting it on too that's great yeah, for sure appreciate that there's, there's so many different fronts no the, attack, the attack is is across the board uh men are being attacked our freedom is being well, who's, gonna, who's gonna fight in a war the, it's the fucking men you see you test the biggest weapon you take that away that's the major weapon the armed men, especially the ones who know how to use a firearm, right? And they're trying to trying to take that away from us as well. Jordan Peterson says it best: "We need men. We need men. Who's going to go and do those dangerous jobs that nobody else would do? That are going to climb those towers every six months to put the light bulb on? Like, who the fuck is going to go do that? No women's going to go and do that. What does he say too? You need to be a monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I actually might be able to pull that up right now. Well, um, that's what, bro. When you were saying to be dangerous, that's what that that really that resonated. Really, yeah. with you. It reminded me of that. Yeah, and 
definitely a source of inspiration, right? A lot of the stuff he talks about is, is so bang on, really well thought out. Like that, yes. when you say that to someone, initially their reactions would be like, what are you talking about? They're surprised, they're shocked, they're yeah. disgusted. But when you really break it down, brass tacks, it actually makes a ton of sense because that's our role to be a provider and a protector. And if you don't I have that in you, you're dead. Say again? Any Jordan Peterson video, him and a feminist, they're fucking <laughs> yeah. tears them apart. Tears them apart. I can watch them for hours. I can watch him for hours. I love the way he fucking articulates his point of view. Mm-hmm. All right. Hold on. One of the things I tell I got it. All right. Right here. Hold Launch on. Launch it. Let me drag this over here, make it full screen. Full send. Full send. One of the things I tell young men, well, and young women as well, but the young men really need to hear this more, I think, is that you should be a monster. You know, because everyone says, well, you should be harmless, virtuous. You shouldn't do anyone any harm. You should sheath your competitive instinct. You shouldn't try to win. You know, you you don't want to be too aggressive. You don't want to be too assertive. You want to take a back seat and all of that. It's like, no, wrong. You should be a monster, an absolute monster, and then you should learn how to control it. Bingo. That's uh, perfectly said. This uh, country was founded by people like that. Mm-hmm. Our, our founding fathers are rolling in their graves right now. Mm-hmm. They, they, they fought over a 3% tax. We're getting now taxed. Like I left New Jersey. We were getting taxed like 48% clip. I was like, yo, fuck this. I'm getting out of here. We're just yeah. fucking on file. It's, it's actually true. We shouldn't, shouldn't be paying taxes. Based on your Sixth Amendment, depending on where you live and where you were born. I mean, was it written for you? No, it wasn't. It was that's, in 1930. show. As a, as a wartime tax, it was, yeah. Oh, that's a whole other show. Um, so, but bro, what do, you, uh, what do you think the end goal is for this attack on masculinity? Oh, man. I have theories. I mean, I, I don't definitively know. Like, like no, 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 else, no, but, but I, I'd like to hear your theories. Yeah, I think they want us right for takeover. I really think this country stands out from the rest in the world because we obviously had this experiment in freedom and it worked out pretty well. But we're also the most well-armed society there ever was. I think half of the world's guns are owned by American citizens. Uh, the country was founded on these principles of freedom and sticking up for what's right and what you believe in. And, you know, we've always been the one standing in the way of anybody else's world domination. Yep. And if you think about what countries like China and Russia do, I mean, they compromise people in a variety of ways. Like, we know that they've got to our politicians. We know this. Like China, especially, China, right. China especially more so than Russia. And these are countries that attack in, you know, 1500 right like these timelines are long they play the and, long game better than anybody yes, infiltration so, rather than invasions I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a long-term attack it'd be so hard to detect generation to generation the way they're doing it it's almost the perfect plan yeah so i, I think what else would make sense i mean a bit perfect example diane feinstein her limo driver of 20 years 20 <laughs> years was a chinese spy 
Fang Fang. She was Don't forget Fang Fang. Everyone's banging Swalwell for five years on the five House Intelligence years. Committee. This is all five that we know about. I mean, committee. All He's right, still- for sure. Those are just the ones that are public. Yep, a lot of products come from China, and you know, a lot of these products contain chemicals that actually, you know, attack testosterone and mm-hmm. could, could do a lot of nasty things to people. Food, like we talked about, the media. Lord knows what their angle is with Hollywood. I think it's a whole separate thing we could talk about. But well, I really think it's, it's got to be an attack of some sort. Oh, it's a hundred percent attack. It's a coordinated attack. Why do you think the same? Why do you think it's China buying up all of our farmland and Bill Gates buying up all of our farmland? Why do you think they're subsidizing farmers not to grow crops or to to, to farm their animals or slow to like? Why do you think they're doing all of this stuff? Something this happened all- like after after World War II. If you look at the casualty numbers. I never realized the number of casualties China and Russia took. They're astronomical. I think they Russia, realized. I knew about Russia. I didn't know about China. China got decimated mostly by Japan, but I think they probably said never again for this stuff. And they probably blamed us. <laughs> and I think this is the attack that we're seeing over the years. I mean, everything's made there. We know that already economically. Like they have us in. That was done by Bill Clinton. He sent everything over in the 90s to be made over there. Um, China was just coming out of the Mao regime during that time, and um, they were were vulnerable 100%. Off the top of my head, I I, want to say China took on 9 million casualties during World War II. I could be off a little bit, but, yeah, I didn't know that. I think Russia took the most. Um, Russia took a lot of casualties because they were they were fighting. China's, China's the reason why we lost uh, the Korean War. Well, China, China's there. The people of China are great. The people of China are, are more patriotic than some of the people here in this country. Um, here you remember? go. Soviet Union, 16.825 million died in the war. China, as many as up to 20 million died in China, including roughly 4 million military and 18 million civilian. I didn't know that. That was probably done by the government. The 18 are, that's million. what I'm saying. Are these numbers, including people killed by their own regime, by the communist regime in, yeah, in USSR? And, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure that's what Mao was in power. Yeah, Mao and Stalin. Yeah. This is World War II. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a tremendous amount of people. Tremendous. Yeah. I was looking this up on like military.com or history, one of those sites, and I didn't know it because we, we really only know like the American side yeah. of the war. Like they don't really teach a lot those, of the other stuff. But. Those were definitely from from Mao. Mao was known to but a lot of the you know, a lot of the deaths in Russia and the the Soviet Union was also done by Stalin. It was not like war wartime deaths and, and total deaths during that time, I think, are two totally different things because Mao killed was one of the most brutal dictators of all time and so is joseph stalin um and they don't it's funny that they don't talk about those people when they talk about dictators they only highlight hitler um they they fly under the radar but mao killed more civilians than any other leader in in history and maybe not genghis khan but genghis khan (laughs) ruled the world (laughs) pretty much um but the is at least in modern history um he was an evil evil person and killed so many so many chinese citizens um, so, uh, I don't know, uh, 
the Chinese part, Communist Party is is terrible. And I, I think Russia right now, I think what Putin wants to do, I think what I think is happening personally, my theory is China and Russia are both anti-globalist. They don't align themselves with this globalist agenda, this one world government that they're pushing. China wants Chinese domination and Russia, I think, wants to restore the USSR. I think they want to restore the former Soviet Union. Or at least that's what I think Putin wants. And that doesn't go along with the globalist agenda. So I, I, I think um, they're I don't think China is working with the globalists. I think they're uh, actually going against the globalists, in my opinion. They already announced that they're going to start pulling back um, all Chinese climate agenda stuff. They're not going to be pushing that stuff anymore. And did you see, see this? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, they, I forget. Oh, fuck, we were, I talked about it the other day with Alan. What was – it was something that – oh, with Nancy Pelosi when she went to Taiwan. As soon as she went oh. to Taiwan, they announced that they're no longer going to abide by any climate rules. They're just going to do whatever the fuck they want. Well, j- to make up for it, they should triple uh, what we were going to do. You know, we got to make sure that we save the planet. Yeah, triple what we were going to do. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea, but they're they're already not playing ball with the globalist agenda. Uh, the globalist agenda is taking a, a huge hit, and I, I don't I don't think they're going to be able to recover. Um, I'm really excited for what's happening. We didn't talk much news today because uh, we were we were talking something different. If you want to catch the news, come join me and Alan on Friday. Uh, big bro, my man, it was a lot of fun. We definitely got to do this again. Um, would love to. I really enjoyed yeah, uh, sure. talking with you guys here. It's a great group, and you guys are doing some some excellent work. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, so man. It was fun. a blast. Thank we, you. We we need more people like you who are going to be un, unapologetically masculine. Hey, not to jump in. Do you remember the old commercials for Milwaukee's best beer? Are you guys too no. young? Men no, should, men should act head. like men. It's like men yeah. should act like men, and a beer can would slam on top of the person. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They were fucking amazing. If you could find those, that would be a great fucking little edit for your page. If you could do any kind of like a, any kind of remake of those commercials, that's a great like idea. Thank like you. Men. Yeah, yeah you're for sure. I never saw that. I never, I never, never heard saw that before. I They're fucking. Then the guy's like putting the grease off his pizza with a napkin. And it's like, oh, can't fucking do that. Men should act like men. Hold on. I walked in with like a fluffy, like a little fluffy dog. Which I do. Oh, he reminds me of like a Boston yeah. BMN, man. Something he would yeah. put out there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Open all the cabinets in your kitchen. Yeah. Be a man. <laughs> when you're lifting something really heavy, don't ask for any help and throw your back out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love him, dude. He's the man. He's one of my favorite accounts. So can you guys hear this? I gotta go out to the uh, the car. I'll be right back. Anyway, hey honey, how are you? I'm, I'm just calling to check in. Men should have tastes like beer. Milwaukee. <laughs> That's good. That's fucking. That's great. Oh man, I didn't I didn't see that. No, you're 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 absolutely right. Men should act like men. It's it, we got to get back to traditionalism. We got to we got to take back our society. Um, actually, if you go to WPRUSA.com, we have a pretty sweet shirt available. Do you guys see this? Let's see. Let me see if I could bring it up here. 
Here it is. Nope. There we go. Screen share. Oh, nice. <laughs> Where'd you put this one up? There you go. This has been up on our site for a while. So go to WPRUSA.com and pick up yours today. We got them in red, black, and navy blue. Make men masculine again because um, that's what we need to do. We need to stop being soy, beta soy boys. Uh, enough is enough. We need men to, to stand up and, and fight back, and enough is enough. But big bro, again, appreciate you coming on. Let's do this again. Tell everybody where they could find you, uh, where they can sign up for your, your newsletter, and anything that you got going on coming up. Yeah, for sure. www.enteringmanhood.com. That's the blog. You'll see new posts pretty much every day. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. The newsletter, uh, the best place to get it is probably click on the Instagram profile link. There's a link tree, and it will bring you to a link to sign up for it. Newsletter comes out um, every Wednesday, so there's one coming out tomorrow. And I'll definitely get your site right this time. Uh, no imposters, no no pretenders, no old people. <laughs> it's all good, dude. <laughs> I was just busting balls. If, no, I tell no. people all the time, if I'm not talking shit to you, I don't like you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll get it out here. for sure. Um, there's a lot of upcoming projects which uh, could be very interesting. Um, some interesting people involved, but we're going to definitely hone in on the idea of, of men's health, bringing awareness to things that you know guys should be checking out and staying on top of. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, deadly diseases that are afflicting men a lot younger than they're supposed to these days. So we have a project that is going to kind of touch on that and it's going to be pretty funny. So when I'm ready to share it with you guys, I will. Um, Please do. We'll, we'll help right. promote it to the, the hundred people that see our stories. Yeah, we're go. glad, <laughs> we'll gladly share it to those people for you. Um, so definitely keep us posted. Yeah, for sure. Um, love to come on again. So again, thanks for having me and uh, really, really appreciate and enjoyed the time here. Oh, absolutely. We're definitely going to do it again. Um, it was a lot of fun because we need we, we need to bring more awareness to this. This is a topic that we talk about all the time on the show. Uh, it is a, There's been a direct attack on men and uh, masculinity. We need to change that and we could be a changing voice and bring awareness to it. And we really appreciate what you're doing and all the hard work. You're putting in. Go sign up for your newsletter, his newsletter. It's I got gotcha. I did while we were on show. Amazing Thank content. You. A lot of how to's um, love, love what he's doing. He'll, uh, big bro. We'll be back again. Check us out at WPRUSA.com. Shout out to our sponsors. Kush creams, number one topical in the game. 21 time cannabis cup award winning. Um, we're going to have to hook you up with some, either send, send you some, or uh, maybe you guys can link up in New Jersey because you guys are all, all over there. Um, and uh, we'll get you some because this stuff is absolutely sure. amazing. Go to kushcreams.com, code WPRUSA, the number one topical in the game. I use it every single day. Uh, also, Sirius CBD. Go to Sirius-CBD.com for the number one CBD on the planet. Me and Marley Dog take it every single day. It's been really helping her out with her – her uh, motor function and everything that she's got going on. Uh, go to Sears-CBD.com, code WPRUSA. Uh, and can't forget Mikey Pellows. Join the MyPillow, Mikey Pellow gangs. Get all of your MyPillow needs at MyPillow.com slash WPRUSA. You won't regret it. They're chancletas for the summertime. The winter's coming up pretty soon, unfortunately. Um, go get those slippers. It's like walking on pillows. They're amazing. If you've never wor worn MyPillow slippers, you're missing the fuck out. I live in Las Vegas, and I still wear them. 
with my white high socks, my knee high socks, and my wife beater. Um, <laughs> they're amazing, though. Go to my pillow. Oh, dressed to the nines. No, I, I don't do that anymore. I used to all the time. But go to mypillow.com slash WPRUSA. Uh, get tons and tons of discounts. We really appreciate you listening, big bro. Again, thank you again. Thank Sign you, up for the newsletter. And uh, we'll be back next week. We got Joey Gilbert, the uh, former candidate for Nevada governor who got rigged and the election stolen from. So I'm excited to have him on next week to talk about what's what the next moves are uh, in fixing these elections. Um, so come back next week and check it out. We appreciate everybody listening. Until next time, where we go one, we go all. We go all there, everybody. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. 
Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals. Remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again. The truth.